If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. How are you? Great, and you? I am, well, I've got some horses in the back. Do you? I do. <laughs> I've, got about, I've got about 17 of them, <laughs> just raring to go. Uh. Uh, because as always, and you'll know why I just said that in just a second, because... As always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got major chart news about Little Nas X's Old Town Road setting a new record as the longest leading number one in the history of the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and how Beyonce's new The Lion King-inspired album, The Lion King, The Gift, debuts at number two on the Billboard 200, and how that got us to thinking about whether uh, some other superstars should or could curate their own inspired by albums, uh, you know, in conjunction with the film. We're looking at you, Taylor Swift and Cats. (laughs) But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up, Little Nas X is number one for a 17th week on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Old Town Road. featuring Featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, of course. Setting a new record as the longest leading number one in the nearly 61 year history of the chart. The track, which went viral uh, like five months ago, thanks to its popularity on the TikTok app, became a pop culture phenomenon, a song that both little kids and grandmas all know. Uh, The track surpasses the previous record of 16 weeks at number one, held by One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men, and Despacito by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, featuring Justin Bieber. Of course, Lil Nas X had a little help in his number one reign. The song, which began as a solo song clocking in at just a minute, 57 seconds. Short and sweet. Eventually earned four official remixes. So far. Yeah, so far. (laughs) Oh, seriously, so far. The first, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, of course, it's hard to even imagine the pre-Billy Ray Cyrus version anymore, yeah. became the de facto hit that everyone knows and a radio and streaming smash. The track also garnered official remixes by Diplo. Uh, there was one just a couple weeks ago featuring Young Thug and Mason Ramsey, and the latest features RM of the K-pop act BTS. Now you're bringing in the big guns now with BTS. If you're wondering if the song could get any bigger, maybe it's time for Lil Nas X to harness the power of not just K-pop, but the biggest Korean group in the world, BTS. I, I, I look forward to a new remix every week. <laughs> so this new version, which they've dubbed the Soul Town Road remix sure. off of Seoul, South Korea, um, has uh, RM and Lil Nas X trading verses back and forth. And actually, 
it drops the Billy Ray Cyrus um, version altogether and is once again back to a minute 57. Oh. So um, it's short and sweet yet again. Um, and referring to these other remixes, the one featuring um, Mason Ramsey, he actually popped up at Billy Ray Cyrus's Grand Ole Opry concert on Saturday night and performed his verse live for the first time with Billy. This song truly has like a new life. Was Miley there? I felt like I read somewhere that yes, Miley was Miley there. Yes, Miley was there, but they only performed with Miley backstage at the Opry. And there oh. was a little snippet that was posted by Billy Ray and then deleted for some reason. I don't know why, um, but I'm sure it lives on the internet somewhere. <laughs> um, well, I look forward to new remixes from the most unlikely suspects. Oh, in it's, the next they're few still weeks. coming. Yeah, even though he said on Twitter that he promises. The RM version is the final remix. Hmm. I don't, okay, we'll see how good Lil Nas X's word is. Don't believe you for a hot <laughs> second, Lil Nas X. All right, next up over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Ed Sheeran's number six collaborations project holds at number one for a second week. While Beyonce, who voices the character of Nala in Disney's new The Lion King film, sees her King-inspired album, The Lion King, The Gift, debut at number two, on the Billboard 200. Now, the set starts with 54,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S. in the week ending July 25th, according to Nielsen Music. Kind of a so-so debut, Mm. to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought it would be a little bit bigger, considering how huge The Lion King is. But, you know, we'll see how this goes. Um, Beyonce executive produced and curated the project and is also a producer on each of the set's tracks. The Lion King, The Gift, which is billed to Beyonce and various artists, boasts uh, Beyonce performing on 10 of the album's 14 songs. So she is the primary performer, and that's why she is credited as the artist on the album. Those songs include Spirit uh, by Beyonce, which is also heard in the film in a apparently a pivotal scene. I have not seen the movie, to be fully honest. I haven't yet either, but I'm sure I will. Um, And uh, Spirit is also included on the Walt Disney Records soundtrack, to the film. Both of these albums are soundtracks to The Lion King, technically. Um, but the one that has all of the music heard in the movie is the proper Walt Disney Records The Lion King soundtrack, which actually jumps 33 to 13 on the Billboard. 31 to 13. You are correct. 31 to 13 on the Billboard 200. I love it when Katie corrects my Listen, chart information. I was uh, He doesn't want wrong numbers floating out there. Oh my the God, world. no. That would be terrible. <laughs> That's my worst nightmare whenever someone says, hey, just saw a, a, a minor mistake in mm-hmm. your... I'm like, oh God, my heart yeah. drops. Like numbers are Keith's life. Yeah. Um, so clearly with Beyonce's The Gift and of course last year's Black Panther soundtrack slash companion album which was curated by Kendrick Lamar there's a trend here of superstar acts bringing us curated album projects that have been inspired by a film there was one other that we didn't mention the Superfly um, soundtrack curated by Future yeah there was a lot a lot of that music though was actually in the movie too. yeah that was more of a soundtrack slash yeah, situation and, you know, Jack Antonoff kind of did this with Love Simon yeah that's true uh, um, obviously Love Lies the big hit from Khalid and Normani was uh, on that album yeah and that wasn't in the movie I don't think but like Alfie's song was in the movie I mean sometimes these are, these are, there's ranges of what you can do you can kind of do what Beyonce did where there's just one song in the movie and the rest of it is all just purely inspired by you can do what Kendrick did and there's like three songs in the movie and the rest of it's inspired Mm -hmm. by but however you look at it you know this could be 
you know, like an inventive way of maybe you kind of like fulfilling a contractual obligation to your record label. For instance. For instance, (laughs) capitalizing on something that you really believe in, you know, bringing light to something that you're passionate about. Right. Well, because it's different, too, because Beyonce was literally in In The Lion King, whereas Kendrick was brought on like, hey, we think you kind of vibe with what we're doing in this Marvel movie. And and he had a relationship with the director. Yeah, exactly. Um, And also, I mean... Kendrick got an Academy Award nomination out of it for Best Original Song. And don't think that is not on, like, the front of mind for, like, Team Beyonce with Spirit. And don't let me say the wrong thing. So I'm saying this with a question mark. Was it nominated for Album of the Year as well? Yeah, Black Panther was nominated so, for Album for of Grammys. the Year at the Grammy Awards So, as well. like, this is a huge coup for peep, for an artist, potentially. Right. Um, so there's obviously a lot of films coming up with some of our favorite pop stars. So we kind of took a look at who else... Long look, do this. a long look for like the next. The movies come out in like the next two years. This has a long tail, and we'll start that sure. long tail by talking about cats. Cats. <laughs> We've all seen the trailer by now. The frightening, so frightening <laughs> oh trailer gosh. of the you know human cat hybrid people. Some <laughs> cat people they're putting out they fire are. with gasoline. <laughs> says the David Bowie song. Okay, so Taylor Swift is actually co-starring in this movie, and is Taylor Swift. And so if she wants to do this and has the time, her spare time, this movie comes out at Christmas. So if she has a spare time between her, you know, massive seventh album release coming out in August and, uh, you know, December to put this she's to in EP the middle, and she, album. She's in the middle of promoting her proper studio album. So it's unlikely that she would suddenly drop a Cats-inspired album. But you never but, know. I mean, if, if, if an artist is more inspired by cats, cats please tell us she's got three cats and somehow we all know the names of those exactly cats. and then she also um would have a lot to work with as far as like you know potential features on the album given the cast i mean right there jennifer hudson is there sure you know like she could do a, she, a new song taylor can call upon taylor. her all of her cat friends all <laughs> she, i mean cat loving friends taylor has a very large network now i mean what if there was a what if there's like some sort of Taylor Swift Katy Perry duet? Oh, I mean her Katy Cats. The Katy Cats. <laughs> I mean anything is possible. No, so, this one yeah. seems like the most like it makes the most sense, but we don't know if Taylor actually has time to do this. I mean she's been involved in Cats in a long time for a long time, so if this ever was brought up to her, she could have worked on it. But let's move on to a, another option. Well, le- b- before we move on, I yes. will say if she doesn't just do one new original song for the oh. film, that seems like a missed opportunity. Well, we were talking about who literally would like, who would have a cat fight over who gets to do the new original J-Hud. song. J-Hud. Well, J-Hud gets memory. She gets memories in the in the movie, but that's not going to be eligible, as we all know, from for the Oscar because it's right. not new original. So, so. give Taylor... A big music superstar, a big original song, and maybe yeah. an Academy Award nomination going cats. up against Beyonce for Spirit against the <laughs> Cats of the Lion frisky. King. <laughs> feeling, <laughs> feeling frisky. All right, so then we've got perhaps. So Harry Styles is in talks, negotiations. Yes, he's in like late negotiations now. So it sounds to be in the, the Little Mermaid to be Prince Eric in the Little Mermaid, the live we, action adaptation. We already know about Halle Halle Bailey. It's a hard name to say. One half of Halle. Want to say Halle Berry? Halle Bailey, um, which is one half of Chloe and Halle. She's starring Halle as Barry Ariel. Halle Berry would be a very different kind of film. I'm Me and many other people on Twitter originally read Halle Berry cast as a Little Mermaid. <laughs> They're aging her up, just a skosh. <laughs> so Halle Bailey will be playing Ariel. We know that for a fact. That's been announced formally. But Harry Styles, as far as we know at this taping is in negotiations to play Prince Eric. Let's just say he's in it. So So let's just say, what if the two of them team up together to curate an album? 
two great voices, two great stars, two they're both in the film. They'll pro- they'll be all over the soundtrack proper, but yeah. what if they extended that to have sort of like a a a mermaid Some ocean inspired movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the trick. Like, you know, with Black Panther and with The Lion King, you had a a, a very kind of firm hook you know kendrick africa africa yeah and well in with, both cases in both cases you know the lion king much more very focused on african musicians and the personnel involved yeah. black panther there was a lot of hip-hop on it but it was a movie set in africa all black cast yeah. you know so you have like a really emotional investment i think from the perspective artist beyonce and kendrick will that kind of <laughs> extend itself into little mermaid to the sea <laughs> yeah i don't know like the ocean uh, i don't know well, speaking of beyonce too like not everyone is super familiar with chloe and hallie or hallie specifically but um they have had beyonce's backing for like the last five years they're actually signed right. to beyonce's imprint and um, and so, like, you know, I'm sure Hallie is inspired by Beyonce, like, in life, as we, as most of us are. Right. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> and, they can just... And would see this gift thing and think, I could do that. Yeah. So, it makes sense. It's like, you know, The Little Mermaid, The Fish. Yeah. <laughs> the Fish. Maybe not. The Reef. The Reef. <laughs> oh, songs, songs from... Songs from the Reef. Songs from the Reef. <laughs> that sounds like it's a Finding Nemo uh, spell. Maybe it'll be like a reggae or like, kind of like Under the Sea. Like, it could be like a Calypso. Oh, like a Calypso yeah. tropical inspired, trop yeah. house music. Yeah. yeah. Get Billy Ocean on it, for <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Billy Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Billy Eilish, Billy Ocean uh, collaboration that we never knew we needed. Caribbean Queen, you know. Um, anyway. Caribbean Queen 2020. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on. I really like this idea. This one was Keith's. Um, so we we know very little right now about the music from the brand new Charlie's Angels reboot, which is, I think, coming out. This year. Yeah, it's this year. Like a few months from now. But what we do know is that there is one song on it that puts together the pop superpower of Lana Del Rey, Ariana Grande, and Miley Cyrus. We've heard a very tiny taste of it in the trailer. It's like our own new version of Bang Bang. With Ariana, or, Nikki, and Jesse J, or Lady Marmalade. Exactly. With, Which was also a movie situation that yeah. put them together. And or you could even think about Destiny's Child, Independent Women, Wiss, from the original. Dest- what if they're covering Independent movies. Women? No, they won't be. Yeah, they might put that in there. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay, so what if. What if. What if Lana, Miley, and Ariana put their power together to also do a companion album like like strong female like oh my god ass ladies just only women only women only women that's the theme that's it that's like the the theme of the album is like get all the biggest lady artists together in one place sure i think max martin is involved with this project as well i think he's involved with the song mm. so you have the power of like pristine pop from max martin with you know, lady, super ladies. Well, we're kicking Max out because he's not a woman. Yeah. Only Julia Michaels can write these songs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm taking it to, all the way. We, I don't. So we need female producers. I can't name a lady producer, which is sad. But yeah, uh, I don't think a this female is producer happen, did win a Grammy this year, and it was the first time in the category. But it was uh, a rock production. It was for a Beck album, I think. So oh, that's. Sorry, That's she might not want to do this. A little bit off, a, lot, a little bit <laughs> off topic there. Um, well, yeah, so this could be like a waiting to exhale kind oh, of thing, where it was all ladies. That was such a good soundtrack, but still produced by Babyface. That's true. Okay, Max Martin's back in. Yeah, Max Martin's <laughs> back in. Um, but they can just say he's like the honorary lady. There you go. I don't know. There you go. But that 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 could be great. He does have beautiful hair. <laughs> beautiful hair. I mean, his long, flowy hair. So like, sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay, well, okay, should we move on? Yes. Okay, so here's kind of a weird l- left turn. What if, 
So there's going to be a new version of the sci-fi epic film Dune. It was first made in the early 80s. Um, Patrick Stewart, uh, Sting was in it. Uh, oh, God. Who was the guy from uh, Twin Peaks and Sex and the City? Oh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, it, it, it's based on the book by Frank Herbert. Uh, now they are remaking it by the same director who gave us the latest Blade Runner film. Mm. Um, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. I am so sorry. Um, but it's starring a bunch of people, including Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaacs, and a whole bunch of other people. So on paper, it looks like it'll be like some epic thing that happens to have a big musician in it, a mm-hmm. very big name in Zendaya, who's a tastemaker and influencer, mm-hmm. super big right now with Euphoria mm-hmm. and almost everything that she does. Mm-hmm. And Timothy Chalamet, a known Kid Cudi fan. That's true. And ju- and also a tastemaker. Tastemaker as well. And, and he's a big hip hop head. So what if there was kind of something where you could spin off kind of this epic tale into an inspired by album like it's it's desert inspired it's like desert outer space (laughs) um interplanetary you know there's a lot of actually kid cuddy i mean he's the king of like outer space alien stuff so that's actually a perfect suggestion timothy's favorite artist kid cuddy yeah yeah i mean yeah i think it makes a lot of sense now that we're talking about and and isn't like you get kid kid, what if like kid cuddy and zendaya are both like they do a duet on the album yes like they do something collaborative and it's like an original song for the movie i hope they're listening i hope so this is far off far off enough in the distance that this could still happen zendaya timothy are you listening (laughs) kid cuddy you're probably not but we'll Uh... we'll we'll let your people know so next, we were talking about the uh, the movie version of Lin Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, which was his that was his big Broadway breakthrough, right? Yeah, that was Before, his first Hamilton. Yeah, that was his first. So yeah, In the Heights it is being turned into a film with him in it. Mm. Um, so obviously, there will be a companion, like proper normal musical soundtrack. But what if he drops a companion album at the same time? Because this isn't too off track from what he did with Hamilton. Right. So Hamilton, obviously the runaway, huge, successful Hamilton Broadway show had its own cast recording, which is, I think, still in the top 40 of the Billboard 200, Hmm. probably as I Mm -hmm. speak. But a year or like a year after it came out, it launched the Hamilton mixtape with people covering songs and doing inspired by songs based around Hamilton and their experiences with it and having seen it and blah, blah, blah. And it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. And unlike Hamilton, In the Heights already has a fan base. And so as opposed to waiting a year to build up like the people who are super pumped about Hamilton, it's like there's already like famous fans out there of In the Heights that would love to hop on this mixtape right away. Also, Lin-Manuel Miranda is way more powerful and popular now. And he could just make a few phone calls and make something happen. We didn't mention also that Lin-Manuel is doing some new music for The Little Mermaid that we talked about before. All right. So he could actually be involved somehow in that potential companion I'm album wait, as I'm well. I'm waiting for that Lin-Manuel Harry Styles Oh my god. Duet. I'm Well, we might get to hear Harry Styles sing a new Lin-Manuel Miranda song because he's doing new music for although it's probably more likely that Hallie will sing any new songs. What I if you think. give them both a new song? Or a duet. I don't think they have a duet in the movie. Yeah, well, uh no, the Kiss the Girl song yeah, is, that's is, Sebastian. Is, is performed by Sebastian. Yeah. So we've talked about a ton of movies, but there are also plenty other ones we talked about. There's possible the like Judy Garland movie with Renee Zellweger. Uh, the Nick Jonas and Darren Chris are both in that war movie Midway. Midway. I mean, there's lots of possibilities. And now it's time for the chart stat of the week. And can-
With all this talk of movies and soundtracks and the new Lion King, what better charts out of the week than something about the first Lion King movie? 25 years ago this week, the 1994 soundtrack to the animated film The Lion King was in the midst of its run at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. The album climbed to number one on the July 16, 1994 dated list and then spent nine straight weeks atop the tally through September 10th. It then returned to number one for one more week the following year on April 29, 1995, well past its heyday inside movie theaters during the summer of 1994. So why did the album return to number one so long after its initial reign? Well, it was the one, two, three punch of its home video release, its two Academy Award wins for Best Original Song for Can You Feel the Love Tonight and Best Original Score, and the holiday shopping period of Easter and Passover, where lots of parents buy gifts for their little ones. So all that combined for The Lion King to return to number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Okay, so back to 25 years ago, though. The Lion King was Walt Disney Records' first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart, and just the second number one album at that point in the Disney Company's history, following the soundtrack to the 1965 film Mary Poppins with Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. And notably, that album was on Disney's Buena Vista label, which is why The Lion King was the first number one for Walt Disney Records. Well, The Lion King spent a total of 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard 200, and since then, only two soundtracks have spent as many weeks at number one. Titanic in 1998, with 16 weeks atop the list, and another Walt Disney Records project, Frozen, with 13 weeks at number one in 2014. So, there you have it. 25 years ago this week, the first Lion King album was in the middle of a long roar at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Okay, so that's the end of our big uh, movie-filled shoe. Um, any parting words, Katie? Oh, man. Um, just excited to hear this uh, Dream Harry Styles uh, Halle Bailey album. Uh, what song should we go out on? Let's go out on Harry Styles' Sign of the Times. So- <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.